I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now you might remember FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Irish girl's sake. And that video was created by Claire, a.k.a. Claire, who joins us on the line now. Thank you for popping on the show, Claire. Um, I just wanted to start off by asking, and I hope, hope you don't mind me uh, pulling this, but how has your life changed since your very first video? So, my name is Claire, and I'm a big uh, Jenna Marbles fan. And I recently lost my job, so I'm unemployed, broke as and bored out of my tits. So, I decided to take a leaf out of Jenna Marbles' book and do a video on what I will be doing at Oxygen this weekend, the festival I can't afford to go to because I'm broke as f- Oh my God, could you make the worst video? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, checked, uh, I tried to find one, but no, 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 I couldn't find one. Yeah, my, my first ever YouTube video was just because um, I came out of college. Around the time, like, the, the downturn hit, the recession, and I couldn't get a job for love nor money, so... Uh, spent all my time making YouTube videos, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and did they kick off straight away? Did you get good feedback straight away on them or did it take a little bit of time? So I was making them at first and yeah, they were getting like no views and I think there was a lot of people being like, who do you think she is? Bitching herself and putting her on self on the internet. The Irish um, thing. Yeah. making videos of herself. Does she love herself or something? <laughs> and uh, I was kind of like, okay, maybe I'm embarrassing myself. Maybe I should stop. And then one of my mates was just like, no, I love them. Like on a night out, they were like, oh my God, you're last video was really funny and I was like oh really is it not really embarrassing and they were like no don't care what anyone says you should keep going so I did fair play so how many videos have you produced in total ooh that's a good question um, it's a lot yeah. it's more than is actually on my YouTube channel I think it's over 400 400 so how many would you be doing like a week so a week I do one a week but I've been at this for like 8 years <laughs> but I've also changed it up over the years I've tried two a week I tried daily at one point so yeah I've sort of messed around <laughs> tried a bit of everything. So, like, nowadays, yeah, you know, you talk to any of the young folk growing up, they're like, I want to be an Instagrammer or I want to be a YouTuber or I want to mm. be stuff like that. How, like, how tough did you find it in the, what are you doing it now, eight years? I mean, how, it must have been a, God, it's just your eight-year anniversary you may, or in four days, is it? Wow, uh, is it? 14th <laughs> of go. July, that first video was posted up in 2011, yeah. Oh, sure, look at that, there you go. Um, yeah, I've just checked it there, actually, it's 564 videos. Oh, lovely. Um, so, yeah, so it's quite a lot. I think that it's a lot harder than people think that it is. Like, it's an awful lot of work. I mean, if you're creating content for a company, I feel like that's legitimizing people understand how much work goes into doing that. 
But if you're doing it for yourself, it's just as much work, except it's only you doing it. And then whether or not you can pay your bills depends on how you do. Um, it looks easy, but it's actually quite hard. I mean, I often look at Instagrammers and think, how do they do that? With all these amazing sort of videos and really high quality photo shoots, like, those things cost money. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I think. I think they're yeah. all married or, you know, they're secretly like, married people. Or that have both their money. parents have died and they've inherited a yeah. absolute mountain of money. <laughs> so it should explain the emptiness as well, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And <laughs> now, Cormac, come on. If I could do it myself, I yeah, would. Yeah, exactly. If I had the money for a fancy photo shoot every week, I would, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. A lot of people would obviously look at it and kind of initially start off going, sure, you're just banging videos up. It's a piece of piss. Like, what, what are you worried about? And then suddenly you reach 100,000 subscribers and then you go, oh, actually, hang on a second, people really like this. Yeah, well, I got there eventually. <laughs> it only took me eight years. Um, but yeah, I've just been sort of experimenting the whole time and trying to figure out what people want. And as I've grown up, my audience has grown up to so what they want has changed and what I've been interested in making has changed. You know, a lot of them have come with me and a lot of them have dropped off. Um, I made a video recently, actually, and I was going through how many subscribers I've lost in the eight years. So oh. I'm at 100,000 now, but I've lost like... 45,000. Really? <laughs> yeah. God, that's really interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So listen, like, you try some stuff and some stuff doesn't work. <laughs> is that people that were following the original stuff and then because you kind of changed it up a little bit, then they dropped off or what? Like, why does that happen? Well, I mean, YouTube doesn't really give you those stats. So it's just that I, you know, for fun, when I was near 100,000, I went into my analytics, set it to lifetime and then checked how many subscribers I'd lost over the eight years. And yeah, so it doesn't actually tell you why they leave. I mean, that's probably the hardest part. You have to figure that out. No one leaves like a, there's no exit survey. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's like an HR. And why are you leaving uh, Claire's channel? Okay, great. Yeah, yeah no, that's fine. That's but would fine. that get to you? Like, would you be, would you be sitting there wondering why? No, because I think where you look at it is when you make a video and it doesn't do well, that's where you look at it and you go, okay, what went wrong there? Yeah. And that's where you kind of get into it. I think that in terms of like subscribers and stuff, people don't have to say subscribe to you. They can outgrow you, you know. Um, so I don't get too hung up on that. But what you do is you do kind of focus in on the video and you go, okay, why didn't that video work? Why is nobody watching it? Why is my audience not enjoying it? And then you try and fix that. Why does everyone hate week me? That's on the week. next question I'd ask. <laughs> why I'm does everyone like, hate me? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I can't deal with this. This is ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, cause you, I suppose you have to bear all and you have to find out, you know, what, what yeah. people like about you. And Yeah, well, the weird thing about me, I think, is that, like, I have a very active life off YouTube as well. So, for example, I play a lot of sports. And a lot of people who watch me don't actually know that. So I, like, show up in a video every now and again with a broken finger because <laughs> yeah. um, I play tag rugby. And then they'll be like, watch out, what happened to your finger? Or, like, I got a black eye actually last year as well. Playing people rugby. were like, hmm. So yeah. uh, people were like, um, what? what's wrong with your face? <laughs> Sorry, what has been your most successful video to date? And why do you think it was so successful? My most successful video to date is still Shy Irish Girls Day from back in the day. And it was my viral video. But I have a couple that are coming close to it. So recently I uploaded a video where I discussed my experience of being on Say Yes to the Dress and why I didn't wear the dress that I said yes I to. saw that. It's brilliant. So, uh, I... <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's literally just me telling a story and that's like, that's kind of the kind of content that works on YouTube now. People want to know why. I don't know if anyone has ever talked about this, but loads of people that have been on the show 
um, across the world and not worn the dress but I don't think they've ever told anyone why so yeah there just seemed to be a lot of interest in it and then you know kind of traffic coming from all the other Say Yes to Dress videos so that's been uh, most recently that's my most successful video but the, the Shot Irish Girls they still has a couple hundred thousand more views than it The Shot Irish Girls do you mind me asking I know this is a personal question and we don't like talking about money let's say for example on the back of YouTube I was just going to ask yeah because it's a bit of a nosy question and you don't have to give a specific number or whatever but when a video on YouTube hits like a million views or whatever it is and goes quote unquote viral some people might presume that Jay's that's you set for life now <laughs> no uh, so, firstly, changes video to video. In terms of Shout Irish Girls, I wasn't actually a YouTube partner at the time, so I wasn't. It wasn't monetized. Oh God! So um, if it, if it so, was, you could have made a lot of money, possibly. Well, it will depend. So, yeah, I could have made a lot of money, but I would have. I mean, not a lot of money. I would have made more money off the more recent why I didn't wear the dress on say it's the dress video. And there's a number of factors involved. First of all, your CPM comes from how it's per thousand viewers, but it it changes depending on like how quickly your video is being viewed so obviously viral is, is better you're getting a lot more views in a short period of time then it goes on where your viewers are coming from and like what gender and age they are so the say yes to the dress related video is much more lucrative because it's you know 25 to 34 year old women in America are watching it whereas Shout Irish Girls Day was like all Irish people um, and the age was a bit more split so it wouldn't have been as lucrative as the other one the, the highest paid audience is 25 to 34 year old women oh. um, from from the United States so that is like the key demographic to get in basically and also seven years ago it just wouldn't have been as lucrative uh, you know ad rates are better now yeah. you can put more ads on content longer form content like that video can have mid-roll ads all of those factors come into play in terms of monetization but like I think that there's an un or like a, an incorrect kind of understanding of how it works like I'd be on you know I'd get 16 million I have 16 million views total you know I'd get like a couple hundred thousand views a month regularly um, and YouTube still wouldn't be my source of income like it, w- it wouldn't be sustainable at all I wouldn't even cover my rent so I actually have a job outside of all this social media stuff you know, a, a real life job. Oh no! Um, yeah, <laughs> so I think that things. people think that you just start up a YouTube channel and suddenly you're that's buying a house in cash. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, I can give you all of these subscribers and views, please, for this lovely house. Unfortunately, yeah, it's mad because I'll I... pay you an exposure. Oh, that's great. Oh, My yeah. rent is eight hundred exposure. <laughs> <laughs> That is mad. So um, is the plan for you then to try and make it a full-time gig or are you happy out with the, with, with the setup you have at the moment? I think that if I've been honest with myself, yeah, I'd love to make it a full-time gig. But it's just, I guess it's taking the leap and yeah. trying to figure out when when is right and if you feel that this can be something that will at least cover your bills going forward. So, yeah, I think I'd love to. But sure, we'll see what happens in the future. I'm 31 as well. I don't know, is it too late to be like, follow your dream? <laughs> but the civil <laughs> service is home, yeah. you know? <laughs> But you won't get a mortgage, though. Yeah, follow your dreams and you'll be camping for the rest of your life and eating tins of beans. It's like, God. And is there anything else that you'd want to do, like content-wise, or try something off YouTube? Yeah, I'm looking at, a company reached out to me recently to discuss paying me to make TikTok videos. Woo, so I haven't any more in. details than that very vague wow. pitch. 
But um, that'd be pretty cool. And then a couple of other companies have reached out to me about platforms where they're trying to monetize your online presence. So there's one where you host one-on-one meet and greets with people. They pay to do that. And then there's Cameo where people pay you for a shout out. And then there's a number of apps like that kind of coming up in the market even if i don't want to try them like long term for actual income i definitely want to try them in order to make a video about it because i think people would be really interested in it yeah yeah. what what exactly is tiktok because i've heard a few people saying that i don't think a lot of people would know what exactly that is so tiktok is the company that bought out musically and musically was like where people uh, lip sync to popular songs and it became popular sort of after vine went down yeah and because it's short form content and tiktok has become now a mix of the two if you go on YouTube you'll find a lot of compilations of TikToks that radiate Vine energy so basically fans of Vine are on TikTok now that is so cool imagine getting paid to do that one of my things where I, I wasted I was a big fan of Vine as well oh, so, so was I I mean one of the things yeah. that I wasted most of my time on the internet was is, and still still do for, for uh, some parts is going on YouTube and we're just watching 20 minute Vine compilations yeah. oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah same such a loser well I'm now like, you can watch Claire fun. yeah I'll be like uh, see what you get up to over on TikTok no, I mean, it is interesting to see how the whole new media landscape is working out and how people are kind of fairing, especially in, in this country. Because I know you were involved in the Facts Channel as well, weren't the you? Try, you're doing the yeah, Try so, Channel. Yeah, so I was the producer um, behind the scenes at the Facts Channel and now I'm on camera at the Try Channel, which is um, has just hit over a million, or sorry, half a million subscribers. So yeah, that's, that's growing rapidly. Do you know what you can get into? You can get into consulting for older media companies. Like if you can turn around yeah. and go 500,000 views and what, that's like less than, is that about like two years old? Is it the Tri Channel? Maybe a bit more? Less? Oh God, no, it's not even two years. It's just over a year old. Oh man, you could charge like five grand a day to come in and teach old men in suits who work for big TV stations how they need to grow their online audience. Yeah, I'm not that familiar yeah. with the Try channel but is it similar to Fact as in you're kind of trying well, to... It'd be, it'd be a similar format yeah, and a lot of people who would have been involved in Fact are involved in Try. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's Irish people taste test-esque Irish people do. Uh, people just love that, especially Americans, don't they? they like seeing people just suffer. love that. It's actually crazy. I don't understand it, but then when I watch a video on YouTube where it's like Americans try Irish snacks and I'm like, hey, you did that <laughs> wrong. You should like that. I get it. And I'm like, oh, no, I understand why people really get into this stuff. You're getting offended by people not liking bacon fries and stuff. And you're like, hang on a second, lads. What's... Yeah, you're like, how dare you? <laughs> oh, oh, God, what's going on? Um, so, Someone um, the other day was like, I'm, you know, I'm really getting into the Irish spirit. I've got like Sarah's tea with me and I I was like, oh. excuse you. <laughs> oh, are you a lion? Oh, it's not. It's always Ooh, Barry's. I'm going to have to cut the call oh, there, Claire. Oh. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's all the way in this household. Do you know what's really weird? I was in the States uh, once. I know you you know Paddy, a friend of mine as well. And I was in this hotel, got talking to this family from the back end of nowhere in the States and they were chatting away. And um, they were like, oh, actually, we do know some Irish people. Um, do you know the fax videos that were, were there at the time? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I have a friend that actually does, yeah. does them as well and she was like um, no way who and I was like Paddy I gave his surname and she was like oh my god I just drew a picture of him and sent it to him and I was That's like sorry weird. what? Who is this person again? This is a random girl in a hotel like her family were there in a hotel in the middle of uh, Los Angeles who had just drawn a picture of my friend and sent it to him. Ooh, do, you, okay. do you get weird people sending you stuff? Maybe I shouldn't say this to encourage him but we, I mean we definitely get weird stuff and at the moment I have one guy who just keeps sending me Bible verses typed out. Oh. Like really wow. long, like really long, like three screens of desktop email. I get them, 
but like obviously don't reply so then just to make sure that I get them he sends them on every platform and even on my LinkedIn oh my god <laughs> no. I know it's like it's yeah it's real you should reply back in other bible verses that would be such a fun conversation oh no that will get all kinds of weird then he'd, no because then he'd have my email Oh yeah. yeah oh, that's like, a smart move, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's like I'll see your Genesis and I will raise you Leviticus, uh, verse two, <laughs> chapter one. Um, well, listen, I know we've probably kept you far too long, and you're very, very busy this evening. But for someone who's listening, who wants to check out your channel, your social media links, the content you're doing, where can they go and get you? Um, search Clizair and all of my YouTube. Everything is called Clizair, so you'll find all my links. Um, if you just Google C L I S. A-R-E basically Claire with an I-S in the middle perfect thank you so Daddy. much for coming on Claire thanks for popping on thank you so much no worries uh, moving on we'll do this before the end of the show there is a pop-up bar opening in Dublin dedicated to a cartoon that you probably used to watch as a kid <laughs> I think you know what it is. Really easy. 0876797104. See, they say the word in a second now in the title, so we can't. Sorry. Oh. When is he going to do it? When is he going to do it? Uh, okay, we got it now. If you think you know what it is, we'll give you more of the details. We'll throw you in some cinema passes. 0876797104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.